Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. ML Sports Platter, back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, rate, and review as we are brought to you by Bonnet Sales and Service, Welch and Company Jewelers, and CH Insurance. Always in your corner, every day, every way. Log on to chinsurance.cc to file your claim today for personal and commercial insurance needs. We bring him in, NHL Insider, NHL.com. He is also the host of the NHL Draft Class podcast. Make sure you go get that where podcasts are found. My guy, Adam Kimmelman. It's been way too long to talk puck, and you can follow him on X. I guess that's what they're calling it now, at NHL Adam K. Adam, what's up, man? I'm good. I'm just still trying to get over all the doings last night from Philadelphia with uh, the game against the Penguins and the big trade of Cutter Godier to the Anaheim Ducks for Jamie Drysdale. So just trying to uh, move forward off of that one last night. Yeah, no doubt. And as we record this, I mean, obviously the season's about halfway through and what a year it's been. And I guess maybe the three words that we have to say first and foremost is West is best. I think, you know, you you look at some of the teams out there, whether it's Vegas, Colorado, Dallas, and those teams look like, you know, they might be the class of the league. You know, there's certainly doesn't seem like there's been a whole lot of Stanley Cup hangover from Vegas. I know they've hit a little bit of a rough patch now, only three wins in our last 10, but they still look real good. Vancouver has had a fantastic year. They've sort of taken all that talent they had and got it together under Rick Tockett's leadership. You look at what the Winnipeg Jets have done. There are a lot of question marks there. What could they be? Who would they be? You know, they, they make the big commitment to keep Mark Shifley, to keep Connor Hellebuck during the offseason. And now, you know, there they are sitting atop the league standings, you know, a week into the new year. So, you know, there, there are some really, really strong teams out West right now, not to discount, You know, what teams are doing in the East, whether it's Boston, Florida, the Rangers, Carolina has been hot recently. You know, there are a lot of good teams, but I think to your point, it looks right now like the teams out West certainly have the edge come, you know, Stanley Cup final time. What's next for the Sabres? Goodness. Um, You know, I still think the talent is there. I, I think, you know, there is something to be said for, the correct way to handle expectations and the expectations. And I'll include myself there was that the Buffalo Sabres would be a playoff team based on how they played the final, you know, half, you know, final third of last season where they looked like a playoff team. You thought adding Devin Levi would sort of be the missing piece to what they needed in goal. He hasn't quite hit the mark, but they're still, they're a young team. There's still a lot of talent there. I, I think it's one of those things where, they put a little too much pressure on themselves. Now they've dug themselves this hole where I, I think the last couple of games, they've been a little bit better. They've looked a little bit better. I think maybe they're so, sort of starting to find their game as a team. You just wonder if it's too late at this point for them to get back into that wild card chase. I, I think it might be for them, but I, I still cannot get past the future of, what they have in Buffalo. You know, I just watched Yuri Kulik at the World Juniors. That's an elite-level shot. They're going to add him into the lineup in Buffalo sooner rather than later. You look at what Zach Benson has done as a 19-year-old. 
did not expect it. You look at what Matt Savoy has done in the Western League, where he's just shredded that league, and you have to wonder if he doesn't get hurt at the the prospect tournament in in, in July and August, is he in the NHL right now? So there's still, you know, you look at what they have now with Paige Thompson and Alex Tuck and and the guys that are playing well for them now. Jack Quinn's getting himself into gear. What they have on defense with Power and Darlene. There's a lot to like there, Mm -hmm. and they have more of it coming. So I I know it's a little rough right now, and if you're a Buffalo Sabres fan sitting out in the playoffs now for potentially, I I believe it would be a 12th straight season out of the playoffs. Yep, yep. It's not a good feeling, and you can only hear the future is bright so many times. But man, I think they have the right people in in the right places. I think Don Granado is a very good coach for this group. I, I think Kevin Adams has done a nice job building what they have. Can they be better? Certainly, because you know you look at where they are in the standings, and obviously there's improvement that can be made. But I think what they've done so far is put the foundation in place for a team that has the potential to contend moving forward. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like it's going to be this season, but I'm still very bullish on their future. Yeah, it's it's just, it's been so frustrating because of, you know, so many different things that have happened. I mean, I, you know, you can point towards the injuries, you can point towards, you know, well, they're still young and all that, but I mean, come on, Adam. I mean, the, the, the youth part of the NHL, everybody's young. I mean, everybody comes in now 18, 19, and it depends on if you come in and they're ready if you're ready together and they get behind so early in games, which is another problem. I, there's just, it, it, you know how it is. It's, it's one of the, I mean, a lot of people point towards football because football is the most popular sport. I would argue that, that hockey is even more of a team game than, than, than football because of the line mixes and stuff. So you got that going on, but I will ask you this. I love all the young talent. I still think the future's bright. They're exciting and fun to watch. I wouldn't have paid some of those guys. I mean, I really wouldn't have. You brought up expectations. The only two guys I had seen clear-cut, okay, here's the contract, they're cornerstone dudes, and you can guess them, Tage Thompson and Rasmus Dahlin. Other than that, I wouldn't have paid Power and Samuelson and Cousins yet. I would have maybe another year or two to know for sure if I'm going to sign all those guys to become you know, the other players of the core because you want to have five to eight guys forever, as you know. Would you have paid those guys? I think based on where their track records were and what they were trending, who they were trending to become, I think you, you can look at it now and with hindsight say, mm, maybe we should have waited a bit. But go back to when they signed those deals and the seasons they were coming out of. The future looked incredibly bright, and those didn't look like career years. Those looked like benchmark seasons. That looked like what the, who they were going to be. And are they having rough goes of it this season, especially power? For sure. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that – I don't. I think this is more of an anomaly for those guys than it is you know, the start of a standard. For them, where they're not going to live up to those the, the contracts that they signed, I still think Owen Power can be an elite defenseman in the league. I still think Dylan Cousins can be an outstanding top six forward in this league. I, I just think it's one of those seasons where, again, I go back to the ability to handle expectations, handling winning, learning to win is a difficult thing. Learning to handle when everyone when you can sneak up on people. It's not that hard. It, it can be easy. Yeah. Nobody sees you coming. 
when people expect you to be something and you have to live up to that, that can be hard. And I think that's what you're seeing right now with the Sabres as a group where they don't know how to handle it because a lot of these guys have never been through it. They've certainly never been through it at the NHL level. So I, I think that's more of an issue for this season that I think now where they've sort of slid down the standings and they've kind of gone back to that familiar underdog role where no one expects them to do anything, they can play a little bit more free. I think it's a more of a mental mindset than anything physical with this group. It's just being able to handle the expectations and that it's a learning process. And I think they're going to be better for having gone through a season like this. Yeah, it's just such a great way that you explained it. And I think you're right. And so it brings me to this question. Should they have gone out and maybe still they could go make a trade for somebody who knows how to win? You know, I mean, Alex Tuck had a little, you know, kind of some sprinkle of, of a playoff berth with Vegas. That's fine. But everybody else, no. So should they go get, I know money's money, I, payroll, they have some you know, cap room and all the rest next year, I, I think. Should they go out and try to get a guy like a Steven Stamkos who knows how to win? Well, that's, you know, that that's an expenditure that, you know, that that's the move you make if you think he's the final piece that you need. And that's assuming he even reaches free agency. That's assuming, you know, they're, they're, you're making a lot of assumptions there that he's going to even be available for. for well, not, I wasn't necessarily saying him. Only him. I'm just somebody like him. Well, sure. I mean, look, experience is experience. I, I mean, Kyle Oposo has played a thousand games. He's made a few playoff runs when he was with the Islanders. He's been through it. You mentioned Alex Tuck. Jeff Skinner, uh, I believe, had a playoff run in Carolina. So there are guys who have gone through it. There are guys who have, who have you know, played past the second week of April but not a lot of them and not your core group, the guys that you're really building around, you know, whether it's power and Darlene and Samuelson on the back end, you know, guys like Tage Thompson and, and, you know, Jack Quinn and those guys up front, they haven't been through it. Would you like to, in an ideal world, add a guy who's been to the playoffs 10, 12 times for sure, but you need to add the right guy at the right spot and he's got to be able, you have to be confident in contributing because you don't want to just add a guy just for the sake of adding a guy, because that doesn't really help you at all. You need a guy with that experience who can actually help you in some role for defense, goalie, whatever, but it's got to be the right guy. And he's got to fit in and understand his place on a young team. And again, that's you're threading a needle there. Those guys certainly are available. If you want, if you can be creative and find them, and you think they're going to help you. But for sure, any kind of knowledge, any kind of playoff experience is is a good addition to a team, especially like one like Buffalo, which uh, for the majority of the group doesn't have it. A couple more quick ones for Adam Kimmelman. does a great job covering the NHL, NHL.com, of course, and uh, make sure you go get his podcast. The NHL Draft Class Pod all over major platforms, including Apple, and follow Adam on X as well, at NHL Adam K. Sidney Crosby, are you kidding me this year? How would you describe what, what you're watching with Sid the Kid? It's you know, it's like Ryan Whitney on Spitting Chicklets always calls it because he played with him, right? He's a fourth line grinder. I this guy, Adam, I don't know. I, I'm I'm about I, I'm pretty much there. I, I think it's Gretzky, Lemieux, Bobby Orr, and Sidney Crosby on my Mount Rushmore. I I really I'm there. He is unbelievable, and he's not slowing down. Can you believe it? 
No, he's 36 years old, and he looks like he's having another career season. You know, you you call him Sid the Kid, he's playing like he's a 25-year-old kid again, where he is, you know, you're making out your MVP list. I don't think you're going very far down without getting to Sid. He's just had a fantastic year. He's, you know, he leads the Penguins in goals, second in points. He's averaging more than a point a game again. Which is again, which is his standard, but to, to for him to still be doing it at this point, you know, he's over fifteen hundred points. You know, his next goal is going to tie him with Mike Bossy on the all-time list. You know, he, he's just Unreal. he's just remarkable, and he just keeps going and going and going, and, and you wait for the drop off. You, you know, you you have to think law of averages. You know, uh, you know, Father Time is undefeated. Right. Yeah. But at some point it's going to catch up. But my goodness, could Sid, Sid kind of feels like somebody who could who could give father time a good run for his money? Because, you know, you see it with other guys. You see it with Ovechkin. You kind of see it with Malkin a little bit, although he had a goal and assist against Philadelphia last night. You know, Sid still looks like the same Sid. And in your, your point, it is, it's remarkable to watch. And I hope people, not just in Pittsburgh, because they've had the gift of being able to watch him for the last 17 years. I hope people around the NHL really take a minute and appreciate what you get to watch with Sidney Crosby. Because he's got more games behind him than he does ahead of him. That's obvious. But just appreciate that he's still able to do what he's able to do at the skill and and. You're right. He, he's got the he's got the soul of a fourth line grinder in a first liner's body, and that's who he's always been since he was 18 years old and he first came into the NHL. And that hasn't changed. But I think that's what's allowed him to have the production level that he's at this year. Um, McDavid continues to do his thing as well. You got McKinnon. You got Matthews. You want to talk about a a, a big time core here for the future. And these guys have been doing it for several years as well. Could this year be the most contested MVP race we've seen in quite a while when you look at all these guys? I think you could make an argument for about five or six others as well for as great as McDavid is. You got all these guys lurking around, man. It's, gosh, what what a core of players. We are so lucky. Yeah, the, the, the skill level, the talent level, the athleticism of the guys in our league, you, you keep see. it seems like you say it every year for the last, you know, five, six, seven years. It ju- it, it's the best it's ever been. You know, you look at a guy like Nathan McKinnon, who's, you know, second in the league in points. And, you know, he's he he just goes out and he dominates teams. You know, you look at what Kucherov is doing in Tampa. You know, Pasternak in Boston's having a fantastic year. William Delander, who just signed a huge contract, he's on a a, a ridiculous pace. He's averaging almost a point and a half a game. You know, you look at what JT Miller and and Brock Besser are doing in Vancouver and Quinn Hughes as well. Elias Patterson. Those guys are just, you know... It's fantastic to watch the top, the A-plus guys bringing A-plus skill 82 nights a year for their teams. It's awesome to watch. It's so much fun. And, you know, I know Connor Bedard is out now, but he's going to come back at a certain point, whether it's, you know, four or five, six weeks from now. And you look at what he's done at age 18 and you project into the future of what he could possibly be. It's uh, It's a good time to be a hockey fan. Boy, it sure is. And it's funny when uh, in the other sports, when people come out on Twitter and everywhere else and 
man, you know, oh, he's so young. Look at him. And it's like every hockey player is like, dude, hold my beer. You know, <laughs> they come into, I mean, Rasmus Dahlin's now, what, 23 years old. It feels like he's been in the league forever. These guys come in, they're ready. They're talented, skill, size, speed, athletic, everything. It's just, it's amazing. I, I continue to uh, love the sport and I think it's the best, uh, best product in sports right now. I really do. Adam Kimmelman covers the NHL. Thanks a lot, bud. Continued success, man. Keep grinding. Thanks, Mike. Anytime. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.